0: This is The PR Pod, the podcast that brings you expert tips for working in PR and finding your niche, with your host, Brooke Burns. The purpose of this episode is to provide you with some tips to help you stand out when applying for a PR position. And to share her insight is my guest, Andy Crawford from AltShift, a creative communications agency in Australia. Welcome to The PR Pod, Andy. Thank you, Brooke. <laughs> Let's get straight into it. So for those already in PR who are applying for a new role,
1: what tips do you have to make your CV stand out? Okay, so I think the key thing with CVs is not to make it too long. People have sheets and sheets of experience, and frankly, they come into us, and you really need to be very upfront few key bullet points at the top that talks about your experience. And also key for me is the interest that you have. So what media do you consume? What podcast do you listen to? Um, What's your favorite newspaper? All that side of things, because that gives me a real insight into the type of um, person that you are, the opinions you might have, and also gives you a really strategic insight into the world around you. So for your CV, I always like to see, obviously, who you've been working for last, um, and if if you're a new graduate, any experience that you've already gained within a PR industry or a communications role, even if it's work experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so just short and sweet. One page? I think one page is perfectly fine. Yeah. Um- I think
0: a summary at the top is, you know, I mean, obviously we'll talk about cover letters as well, which can kind of go into more detail in in those, I guess, surmising your experience and what you can add. But I definitely think having a sentence or two at the top that really captures who you are and what what you have to offer is a really important thing. Exactly right. Exactly right. And that really is, um, I guess it's a good space to to pitch yourself to whoever you're going to be applying for the job for. Yes. I mean, that's what we do when you send an email pitch out to a journalist. You know, the first two sentences is how is this pitch going to be relevant to your publication? So the same thing, how am I in two sentences going to be a great candidate that's exactly for right you.
1: that's exact and it's so hard to get your personality across in those sentences but the use of really good adjectives like you know organized time managed yes bubbly vibrant yeah. all of those sorts of things um when i started in pr in london and it was incredibly competitive one of my best friends actually wrapped herself in an envelope <laughs> addressed herself to the pr company and took herself wow. to the office that's probably the best she, the the job? she got the job good yes. for her Probably the best CV I've ever heard wow.
0: of. That's yeah. great. One thing I um, I would definitely recommend is have a think about how you can communicate things a little bit differently. So saying you're a good communicator, every man and their mm-hmm. dog is going to be saying they are a good communicator. So I think trying to define that a little bit better and saying something like, um, my excellent communication skills are intertwined with my attention to detail. My clients and managers always feel confident they know where I'm at with the project. As I'm clear on my progress and any requirements, I have them through meticulous reporting and regular updates. Yes. So something like that would make you go, oh, hang on a second. They know how a PR agency or how a company may work. Yeah. They obviously get that you've got to report to people and there's a there's yes. a process here. So yes. they understand that. They've obviously got attention to detail. So that two sentences says far more than I'm a great communicator. Absolutely. You know, I Absolutely. have attention to detail. So yes. sometimes it's about, and that comes back to that whole pitch is what are your best attributes? And, you know, mine, uh, I do have great attention to detail and I'm very, very organized. Mm-hmm. So find out what your strengths are, know what your strengths are, and yeah. I think really
1: kind of work to that. Yeah, and ask other people yes. what they think your strengths are. Ask Definitely. A, a current boss, what what do I do well? Yeah. Um, and utilise those. How
0: much experience um, and description of that experience do you like to see for each of the positions if someone has worked in PR before?
1: Um, I like to know the amount of years that they have worked there. And um, why is that significant to you? I think it's really important. So PR is a bit of an anomaly industry in a way because... So many industries people will stay for four or five years okay and some of our alt shifties have stayed for that amount of time. Some of the founding members are still there. They've progressed through the company um, everything's worked for them they've had the opportunities they've needed. In PR it tends to when people want to get promotions they tend to hop and skip around. Um, to me personally I like to see a solid two years minimum probably because it's given the time to develop um, it's not kind of leaving at the first problem you're showing tenacity um, so definitely obviously there will be instances when that can't happen doesn't happen and I think we've probably all been in those roles at some point in our lives um, so the other thing that I'd say is when you do put your tenure on um, against a position be prepared to answer you know why did you stay there for four years what was it that kept you or similarly you've only got six months against this job can you tell me what went wrong so your CV needs to be as honest as you are prepared to be absolutely
0: and I think it's also important to adapt your CV each time. Of course, your Agreed. skills and your experience are going to be the same. Yep. But if a particular employer is looking for a certain set of skills and and maybe some are a priority over others, then look at how you can tweak your CV yes. to be reflective of that. If you just keep on regenerating the same CV and sending out there with your fingers yep. crossed
1: yep. – uh, you're you're not pitching yourself. You're not, you're not. And just as as you mentioned before, Brooke, when you pitch to journalists, you tailor your email pitch accordingly. So tailor your CV, even insofar as the way that it's formatted, if you're going for um, a role that is asked for somebody who is particularly creative, don't just send your CV on a sheet of paper, maybe send a video CV, or just think of a slightly different way of doing it. Mm. Actually, that brings me on to uh, the next point. In terms of formatting,
0: Do you like seeing creations and colours and that kind of stuff? Would you just like a simple, plain CV that gets to the point?
1: Honestly, for myself, simple and to the point works. Yeah, me too. Yeah, we're all very busy people. And also, I want to know that the candidate has thought more about the words and less about just putting some splashes of colour on. Mm -hmm. So they can come and be colourful at the interview. For me, the CV just needs to speak to what the skill set is. Yeah.
0: When it comes to references, you always have to make sure you've spoken to your referees in advance and got their approval that they can be on there. Yes, If you've had an experience, let's say you've left after six months or a year, something that looks perhaps a a little short, how, um, and you don't feel comfortable with having that referee on there for, for whatever reason, how do you manage that?
1: Okay. So this is actually a problem that I had myself. um, And it, put me in a bit of a fix for a while because I thought, how am I going to address this? Now I was I was working with a recruitment agency at the time to find a new role and they suggested that I supplied the referees that I had spoken to. So I already had one on there. And then um, I wrote further references available on request. Um, and then when I got to interview stage, I was able to explain. And for me, again, honesty, transparency, are very important. If a candidate sits in front of me and I say, maybe, you know, that you've only specified one referee, is there a reason? Is there somebody else I can talk to? I am perfectly happy for them to then sit and explain to me, um, maybe something that perhaps didn't go so well with a former employer. Um, and. I think that shows an adult approach um, and, you know, we can work through that. I'm sure there'd be a teacher or I'm sure there'd be, you know. A... Maybe a colleague. Absolutely. A Absolutely. different team that's of a similar that's position. exactly or... right. It doesn't mm. necessarily have to be their big boss. Mm.
0: And for those that don't have any PR experience, so it's a graduate yes. position, they've just left university, what are you looking for in those graduate position style CVs? Um,
1: so it's... I think as i said before it's an interest in the industry so it's something that proves to me that they're not just coming into pr because they've heard that it's cool and they want to work with famous people and go to nice parties because <laughs> that's not all of it it's a little bit but it's not all of it yeah um so i want to know um why they want to come into pr so their summary is more of a you know um i i i like to think strategically Um, I have an innate interest in the media landscape I've seen what's happening in the world at the moment and I think that I can change it like this that would be my advice to graduates and if they've had a work experience position Mm -hmm. or even been part of a student group or written an EDM or you know any writing work that they've done just just pick out we've all got things in our lives that would be relevant to a PR job and and see how you can convert them to be something that's applicable like you said
0: If you've been on the social committee for your school and you've organized lots of events, which is exactly what I did. Yes. Then that shows that you're probably quite good at project management. You can handle a number of things. You perhaps can deal with a high pressure environment where you're studying for exams, plus you're on the social committee, um, plus you're holding down two jobs. That's exactly right. Look at what you're achieving in your life and you are achieving numerous things. That's it. And how can you... How can you pick out those strengths? Like you said, have a chat to a friend and see mm-hmm. what they think are mm-hmm. your strengths. Mm-hmm. If you if you can't identify them, mm-hmm. and and pitch that as the right. as the angle.
1: And friends are great because they will be warts and all. They'll be completely honest <laughs> with you, and you yeah. can actually use that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. In terms of internships, how important is it for you to see an internship or multiple internships? For those graduate positions
1: I love seeing that people have had some experience um, internships are a bit of a it's, a it's a tricky area particularly in PR because um, what you know internships can be unpaid they can be laborious um alt shift actually offers paid internships because we believe that it's it's not just a training position but it's it's we should recognize that somebody is enthusiastic and wants to learn and, and you're wants getting to work. value out of them absolutely right um and so f- for me to see that somebody has had the number one Um, interest in a company so as to go to them and ask for an internship Uh, number two has been within the kind of workings of a PR agency number three again it's just that commitment to something that they really want to do I did work experience with a PR agency unpaid mine was for about four weeks Um, and I just think and as well for them you know that they're not just coming to it on a whim yeah. They've I had think experience. I like exactly. Mm. Um and so you know it they're not a time waster. Yes. Um and that's also really important because it is such a busy um day job for us. Mm. Um so yeah, anything, any experience is mm. beneficial.
0: I've spoken about this on the podcast before, but I did three work experience internships when I was at university and um, we only had to do one as part of our university degree. And I think that was in the last six months or the last year. And so I did one in my first year, one in my second year, and they weren't ones that were delivered to the university and I was picked for. I went out and found found those. And um, I studied in Perth in Western Australia, which is quite a small market. So the opportunities were quite limited compared to if you live in a major capital city anywhere in the world. Yeah. But I, the the core group of friends I had at that time, um, most of them didn't do any work experience or internships in those first two years because they knew, oh, that's what you do in the third year. Yeah. So when it came to getting jobs at the end of that third year, I was three internships in ahead well, of you them. Know, an extra two internships yeah. ahead of yeah. them. So it's small things like that. It is. That put you apart. On that, you know, that those little things may make a difference on a CV. Absolutely, absolutely. Um. Do you look at
1: how well someone has done at university? If someone has got honours or they did, no. No, I don't. I don't. And and to be honest, I often, one of the most frequent questions is, do you need to see a PR degree? No, I don't. No. Um, Which so- is, I'm sorry out there for all of those
0: that are listening that are currently in the middle
1: of the uni degrees. <laughs> it, there's, there's lots of things that can come from a PR degree. Absolutely. It's 100%. It's not essential. And what I do, and I was going to move on to it because what I do find is those who work for me who have got a PR degree are... Um, ahead of the game in some ways, because they understand strategic process, they understand various ways of working, they understand the mechanics of the media. But a degree in general or a form of further education in general shows me that this person has the commitment and tenacity to stick with something. Mm -hmm. Um, They can manage their time and study. They understand high pressure situations like exams. They've also developed their social skills. So all of those things to me are what is important. And and frankly, I graduated with a social degree, I call it, because (laughs) I was too busy out enjoying myself. I was exactly the Um, same. it, It was enough. You know, I did my four years at university mm-hmm. um, in languages, nothing at all related to PR, and it set me up. It showed me how to work independently. Yeah. Um, and so that's more what I'm interested in. Yeah.
0: And I look, I had a similar experience. You know, I worked so hard at high school to make sure that I got the very best result I could, and I did. Yeah. And um, so I got into university and I looked at my degree and thought, I don't, it's not the kind of degree that I need to excel in in order to get a job from. Mm. So I did the very bare minimum that I could to get past and enjoyed my social time. Um, I mean, there was units that I got 50% in and others that I did better in. But absolutely, I didn't I didn't make it a goal of mine to do very well. Others did because that was part of their personality right. and they wanted to, uh, to achieve that for themselves. Um, but I agree. If I look at a CV, I look at the way it's written, the way it's presented, mm-hmm. how people are pitching themselves. Mm-hmm. And sure, if they got honours or they did something particularly well, I might take notice of that but if there's a cv that doesn't have that on there but it's written just as well that's right they're equal
1: one thing i will say is um i am a grammar nazi Mm, and if there's spelling mistakes on a cv that bothers me much more than anything because there is no excuse these days for not checking double checking that's that is a huge no no especially if you're applying for a job in the communications industry yes it it shows
0: you don't have attention to detail Um, Sure, not all of us are brilliant at spelling, but there's a lot
1: of things out there that can help you through that. Exactly, exactly. So that's the one thing I would say, if you're going to get anything absolutely right, please make sure it's your spelling and grammar. Mm -hmm. Couldn't agree more. Okay, so let's move on to the cover letter.
0: So what is the purpose of a cover letter?
1: (laughs) So the cover letter essentially is to gain the interest of the prospective employer in the first place to actually make them take that next step of reading your CV. So the cover letter is you in a nutshell, essentially, and why you are the right fit for the role that is being advertised or talked about, whatever. So the cover letter is incredibly important, but again, doesn't need to be reams of paper, short, sharp to the point couple of paragraphs um, couple of paragraphs absolute maximum mm-hmm. i've even received cvs with um, a short email cover letter and the email has been enough to grab my attention because it's been articulate mm-hmm. they've talked about my agency so they know what we offer and um, they've talked about why they would be right for my agency um, and then they've said you know take a look for yourself at my cv and it has been enough to draw me in to then click on that attachment
0: one of the things that i used to do was think about obviously what that job description was, who would be the ideal person for mm-hmm. that job? And that may not be me on yep. paper because yep. they may want someone, let's say you're applying for a job in a beauty PR agency, they may say ideally the candidate has three to four years in beauty yep. PR, not essential. Yeah. So I'm thinking, right, I've got four years in, let's say, tech PR. So how can I work against those, they're not necessarily weaknesses, but where another candidate may be a little bit stronger and counteract that in that cover letter so people don't go well there's someone there's five people here with four years in beauty PR she's got tech PR how can I make it sound like what I've done in tech PR over those four years is actually an advantage or is an opportunity to present myself in a different way
1: yeah it's I mean PR is all about selling either yourself or your product or mm-hmm. your brand or your client. And so it's it's exactly as you've just said. It is making the skills, because so often in PR, skills are interchangeable. So the fact that you perhaps don't have a close relationship with a beauty journalist doesn't negate the fact that you know how to tailor a press release to an applicable media. So I would say um, in that situation, it's more about looking at the skills required from the job rather than the context that you need yes. or rather than the experience of a particular brand or product and making those skills mm. ones that you have done, even though it's been tech PR. So you have the ability to switch between a consumer and a trade press release. Um, you are happy to pick up the phone. You can prepare media matrices knowing who you need to be talking to and what your story is. So i don't i certainly wouldn't um strike someone off because they only had b2b experience for Mm -hmm. example if they can show me that um they're quick learners they're intelligent they're willing to learn Um, I'd rather see that. So it might be that the person in the cover letter says, I've always had a keen interest in beauty, never been lucky enough to work in beauty, but what I have done is hone these skills, XXX.
0: And in my spare time, I love nothing more than flicking through this publication or I love Blah Blah's column and that's where I always go, my go-to tips. So again, showing that you are connected to that industry. It is an interest or a passion of yours versus just, here is a regurgitated cover letter, which I'll just pop onto. And that's certainly something you should never ever ever do your cover letter should just like your cv your cover letter even more so should be tweaked more than tweaked really it should be really rewritten for every job that you apply for i've
1: unfortunately had a couple of cover letters addressed to the person who they applied to previously yeah and unfortunately that went straight in the bin i've had
0: ones (laughs) that have would be thrilled to be work with my fashion clients <laughs> and I'm in hospitality so yeah I've had fashion yes. and I've had beauty yeah. and how wonderful my clients in yeah. fashion and beauty are so that's right look yeah. do your
1: research and also it's not if you know who you're addressing your cover letter to do your research on that person as well LinkedIn makes it easy to find out you know where people have been what they've done who current clients are do a bit of stalking there's no harm in it it shows that you're prepared it shows that you're interested You know, it's the ideal way to go about it. Definitely.
0: And if you don't have the PR experience because you're applying for a graduate position, again, think about those attributes, those personal attributes that you have back to whether it's um, being able to multitask well or deal with high pressure environments or you have, you know, juggled three um, customer service jobs working at McDonald's and Mm. a fashion store. Mm. So you know how to deal with people and how to deal with difficult people or whatever it may be frame frame that up
1: that's right and soft skills and eq are every bit as important Mm. another thing to think
0: about is if you're coming from a small or a large team how you can use that to your advantage so if you've worked in a very small pr agency or in-house and it's just yourself and a manager You've probably been exposed to more things as someone who is an account executive in a really big agency that's in a team of eight where your jobs are probably quite well defined Mm -hmm. and you don't necessarily move out of them. Mm -hmm. So how can you use that to advantage to say, I've had exposure to all these different things, maybe someone else doesn't, or the flip of that, if you have worked in a big PR agency, maybe you've worked on massive projects with big budgets and you've had the opportunity to do some really fun creative things that perhaps a smaller agency doesn't Mm. so
1: yeah i think i i um, have worked both in very large agencies and one-man bands um and i think before i've kind of changed between the two i've always drawn up a list of what a big agency gives you and what a small agency gives you and just as you said a smaller agency gives you much more um Chance to really be in the thick of it. You're usually organically learning much quicker because you're working very closely with the manager or director, whoever it may be. You're also much more accountable because there's not other people to hide behind or whatever. Whereas being in a big agency is exactly what you've said that you're managing finances probably more proficiently, although not necessarily because in a small agency, you also might, you know, you might know the nitty gritty of the business. Um, but I, I think it's just to put everything down on paper and know what you want to say, know the areas that you're going to need help with. And when you get lucky enough to get an interview, don't be afraid to explore those areas with that person so that with, you know, your new employer so that you can say, I recognize I've not been exposed to this, but what I have been able to do is this. And I've shown that I can learn and, I, you know, I'm a quick learner and all that, all that side mm, of things. Absolutely. What other
0: recommendations do you have aside from the CV side of things to set yourself apart, especially in this time, which is particularly challenging for lots of people?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's maybe networking. Um, Sometimes sometimes it's not what you know, it's who you know Mm. as well. And so if you... Um, you know, there's lots of it's difficult in COVID times because so many networking events, etc., have fallen by the wayside. But what there are are fabulous online courses that you can sign yourself yes. up to and um, get ahead with a writing course or um, start to know journal- key journalists on newspapers in terms of just by name and what their position is. Um, it, it's all that sort of thing. So there's so much that you can do without actually being within a PR agency and. Mm-hmm. Um, what what else can you do? I, th- I yeah, I think it's just it's just going above and beyond the mundane. If you really want this job, chances are that hundred other people do too. So um, you know, just just do extra. Yeah. read a book mm-hmm. you know that might teach you a skill that you don't have yeah so that you can say I've I've educated myself on this and don't be afraid to approach companies that do not Absolutely. have jobs going That's at the moment right. you know I've got a number of PR
0: colleagues that have provided jobs to people because when people came through interviewing six months ago or last week they didn't have any positions available and now they've got three or four new clients so yeah if you are on the radar of people, you don't know how their workflow is going in the next week or the next month. They may go, hang on a second, we've got that email through from someone who sounded amazing. We just didn't have a job then. You're at the top of our list. Perfect. Great. You know, so don't be afraid to to do that.
1: No. And also keep your eye on If you've got say a preferred five to six companies keep your eye on their website if they have new client wins email and congratulate there's usually an info uh-huh. at email um, because all of that just shows that you're showing an interest and you're taking the time to write and as you say those people will always be top of my mind. Absolutely. Yeah, it doesn't mean they're going to get the job, no. but
0: you are certainly at the top of the list. with yes. Let's have a let's have a chat with those people. Yeah. One other thing that you should maybe look at doing is maybe volunteering your PR services. It could be a not for profit or charitable mm-hmm. organization that you have a particular affinity with. Um, you might be able to put together a media list for them or write a, a media release mm-hmm. or update some content on their website or help them do a social media strategy and sure you won't get paid for that but if you are not working at the moment anyway and are juggling a part-time job or your hours have been reduced to three days a week that will help you strengthen your skills or develop skills plus you're giving back yep. and again those kind of things look amazing on a yes. cv yes i've been out of work for five months, but. I've given a day a week at my local dog shelter and revamped their social media strategy. And if you know, if you go and have a look at it, this, is what you can see I've done, etc. That's, et right. So That's it's... right.
1: And if you're currently working like a part time job, so you may be at your local supermarket or pub or wherever, offer them, a you know, a chance to utilize the PR skills that you want to hone. So, you know, you could organize a birthday party or you could write a, a release about a new um, product that is, you know, just just. Just be innovative in your thinking yeah. and challenge the status quo. Thank That's you right. so much for your time today, You're more Andy. You're welcome.
0: If there's any episodes you'd like included on the PR pod, feel free to email me via the website. Thanks for listening to the PR pod. For more expert tips on working in PR, head to www.theprpod.com.